Welcome to the Old Souls and Seekers podcast brought to you by Satori Prime. If you're anything like us, you've been around and around the personal development and mindset block quite a few times. You've read the books, watched the videos, attended the seminars, and even worked with a coach or two, and yet you still find yourself searching for more. You may even feel stuck or that you should be farther along than where you are right now. And after doing over a decade of mindset work, we've come to this realization. Mindset work is like a small hit of dopamine that distracts you from your true work. You get these little hits of feeling better only to be met with the same underlying conditions and patterns over and over again. Now, mindset was an important part of your evolution as well as ours, but it hits a plateau and now you find yourself ready for that deeper layer of growth and expansion. If you're listening to this podcast, then you're ready to get off that Ferris wheel. This podcast is only for those that are ready to dive deep and do the real inner healing work. For those that are ready to move past more information into actual experiences. If you're looking for more understanding, then you've come to the wrong place. This is a home for old souls ready to fully embrace and remember who they truly are. Ready to make a profound difference in their lives and in the lives of others. So welcome home, dear one. We're excited to be part of your journey. We really want to talk about, you know, subconscious hurdles. We really want to talk about uh, automation in terms of our own conditioning and how it is that we sabotage ourselves throughout the day. So if you are in uh, like old patterns and uh, you find yourself like regularly coming back to certain things that either you thought you were past or you resolved them, but then they keep kind of happening again and again, first and foremost, you know, if you are one of those people, just say I in the chat box, right? There's no one experience that resolves everything for everybody all the time. So like, let's just call it out. Many of us are looking for like the thing that's going to make it, everything go away and never have any of life's challenges anymore. But that is just not reality, right? Like we, we are literally on this planet to learn from a, a certain frequency, from a, a certain challenge. And that's the thing is like most of us are looking at other people and going like, I wish I had their challenge. And it's like, you don't, you really don't. You don't know that challenge intimately from the side. It looks like, oh, I could easily handle that. But that's why it's not the challenge in your life, right? Every one of us here is kind of like comes with an assignment, so to speak. And that assignment is to learn through the challenges that we're facing in our lives. And a lot of times that looks somewhat the same, right? It looks kind of the same. So it's not that the challenge is what's to our detriment. It's the fact that we keep facing that challenge in the exact same way over and over again. And that's where the conditioning part comes in. And so we really want to learn is how do we maximize, quote, our effort with that challenge? Okay. Because the first thing we want to do is obviously we want to accept that that is what keeps showing up in our lives. If, if there was something else that needed to show up in your life to challenge you and teach you from an, and, and make that an opportunity to learn from, it will show up. That's just kind of how this, this game is made, you know, this game of energetics. And so what we want to be able to look at is not just the, the mental architecture of, okay, let me try to figure this out. Let me try to resolve my problems. Let me try to make this go away. Like how many of you guys are in kind of that boat and you keep trying to do that. And that's fine. If you do, it's not wrong. I just want to, I just want you to kind of notice that you probably feel like you're a hamster on the wheel, just kind of running in place. It's not really changing very much. And so I want to offer that there's something deeper going on and I'll let Elon kind of start naming what's really going on in people's systems. How do we begin to resolve this and how do we like move beyond how we've dealt with it and start really, really, really accelerating uh, our growth curve, which is different than our learning curve, by the way, how do we actually accelerate our growth curve? Um, so bro, I'll hand it over to you. Let me um, pop some resources yeah. to these guys in the box. Okay. Yeah. So I see a lot, <clears throat> a lot of people are talking about sabotaging themselves, procrastinating, things like that. So here's what's coming through. So if you can imagine there's, there's two versions of yourself. Okay. There is the uh, soul self, like highest version self. Um, and then there's what I'm going to label as the defended self. Okay. Now, when we grow up, as we're going through that 
uh, process, things happen. And uh, some of us experienced traumas, like what someone would say, big T traumas. These can be, um, you know, abuse, sexual, mental, physical abuse. Uh, it could be uh, abandonment. And I mean, like, you know, becoming an orphan, things like that. Um, those are what I would call more like big T traumas. Uh, and then there's all these, what people will call little T traumas. And it doesn't matter what your upbringing was, you had trauma, okay? It took me a long time to admit this. Uh, Guy and I came from a very loving home with two parents who uh, are still very much in love with each other, still together, you know, 40, I think they just celebrated their 42nd anniversary. Um, Right. And that doesn't mean that their relationship was always perfect. Like it still has ups and downs, but uh, very much still, still together and, and loving each other. So that's the kind of home we grew up in. And so when we spoke to teachers and healers who were like, you know, uh, you experienced trauma with mom and dad, Guy and I were actually very resistant to that conversation because we were like, what are you talking about? Like my parents loved each other, loved us, et cetera. It wasn't until I really got that distinction, big T, little T trauma and little T trauma can be or is labeled as any misattunement okay and what i want to say about that is like my dad for example and you probably heard us share this is like my dad was there like physically there and if i ever felt like i needed protection or anything like that like i knew he had me right but when it came to emotional attunement um he was not right and there were certain times when we are growing up and we're having a emotional experience. Some of us are very sad. Some of us loud. Uh, some of us need more attention than others, right? Like whatever it is. And in that moment where you weren't met by your parent or guardian in the way that your, your system needed at that time, that creates a, a little T trauma. Okay. So just before I go any further, just to get a gauge from you guys, how many guys uh, can can hear and understand that distinction, little t, big t trauma. Uh, just say yes, and then also if you're able to notice how, regardless of what your upbringing was, that you in fact did uh, or are aware of little t and or big t traumas that you faced. So just let me know if you guys are tracking this and this is making sense because this is very very important. Okay. Great. So Adrian says, yes, very much a lot of little T. Yeah. And for some, it could be, you know, big T and, and a combination of little T. Uh, for me, I had no big T trauma, you know, like it just didn't, didn't happen. I had one moment, but we're not going to get into that. Okay. So <clears throat> beautiful. So big T, little T. So all of us are traumatized humans and that's not a bad thing. I'm not saying this as like, oh my God, go and you got this label. No, it just means that like every human the reason we came into the human body is to have certain experiences, right? And they're your perfect experiences because this is the growth that your soul wanted to have in this physical realm this time around. You chose your parents, you chose where you lived, you chose your certain occupations, certain hardships that you're going to face, like all of that, like the soul knew coming in that this is what it was going to experience. But when the soul lands in this body, A, we forget that we did that. And B, how many of you guys can realize that we're in a constant state of resistance to how life is showing up? Just can I just, constant, like, can, I just yeah. can I just add in like um, I think a good word for what people call trauma is like human adap adaptation, right? Like part part of what happens when a challenging situation comes up is humans are incredible at ado uh, adopting to their environment and uh, sorry adapting to their environment and and it's a way that we learn to evolve. And so the challenges that we're facing, just like everything else in nature, is we are in a constant flux of our evolution, right? If there wasn't a challenge, we'd all just kind of be these like, you know, rocks or potatoes, like standing around. If anybody see, saw like everything, everywhere, uh, every, everything, everything, everywhere all at once, all at once, everything, everywhere all at once. There's like that scene where like her and the daughter turn into a rock and they're just like looking yeah, out yeah. over the canyon and they have this consciousness. It's like, that's what we would be, right? Like there has to be something that creates momentum in our lives and creates a desire for, for this constant uh, adaptation as our environment is constantly challenging us to change as it's changing and evolving into higher states. 
And so this is what a lot of people fail to see because humans seem to have this um, intention or this program to freeze time, right? We have, we like kind of believe we're like these apex consciousness, like nothing is ever going to come after us. And that's, that's clearly not true, right? Like even the way that we're living right now in modern society has been around for what, 150, 200 years max, right? Like we've, we've cohabitated this way. And so there's a lot of changes that are constantly happening. And so that this, this, the stress that our environment puts on us is a, is a calling forth to shift and change constantly. But when we are attached to the way things were, right? This nostalgia of the past that people seem to have, then we miss the opportunity of this moment, which is you can actually become significantly greater and move beyond some of the conditioning of the past. And so like the system seems to organize itself around creating like defensive patterns that keep you the same, which would be well, all well and good if that sameness also created circumstances in your life that were really enjoyable and, you know, you were always excited and had the juiciest relationships and like we're making mountains of money and all that kind of stuff. But for most people, that's not the reality. Their conditioning is creating chaos. It's creating pain, right? It's creating suffering. And so it's that, that, that lack of education that we have in our ability to adapt in a really fluid way that creates a lot of the suffering for people that really they don't need to be going through. Yeah. And so just to kind of close the loop on what I was sharing is like the thing that, that guy's pointing to, right? Like life is going to keep showing up and you guys have had enough life experience to know that it doesn't matter how much work you've done, what programs, what teachers, what methodology, you don't get to a place where life just stops coming at you. And it's like, all right, you've done enough work. Like from here on, we're going to cruise. No, because that's not what your soul came here to have. Your soul came here to have like a liberation and an, an enlightenment, an enlightenment, an experience of something. And the only way to liberation is first to find the places that were locked up or find the places that were uh, constricted, right? And the only way to find that is by your environment giving you some sort of feedback that awakens this constriction. Now, you guys here tend to be the, the smart humans. And what I mean by smart humans is like you're actively participating in your growth and awakening. From a very young age, most of you probably started asking questions or seeking certain teachers or wisdoms, right? Because like that old soul mentality of realizing that whatever kind of the bill of goods that everyone's getting is like not the full story. And so we go on search and we try to find like, okay, well, what is this whole thing about, right? And so when we do that, like we're actually inviting in the opportunities of growth. Now there are 99.9% maybe 99%, let's just call it that, uh, of humans out there aren't playing this game. You guys know them, right? They're not interested. They're not curious. They're just taking the punches on the, on the face and complaining about everything. Like, why is this happening to me? What, right? That's it. You guys are different. So what I want to create between like the real self and the defended self is the areas that you are procrastinating, the areas that you are self-sabotaging, the areas that there is the most um, or lack of movement, you know, right? Like the stagnation. I want you to imagine that those are the areas that you're defending something. So there's like a core wound or a, a core piece that's getting triggered by that situation or the environment. And it brings up all of these different aspects of when you were very, very young, right? Like your little T or big T traumas. And because that experience is painful, you find ways to defend against it. And so when we self-sabotage, when we procrastinate, Really what's actually happening is it's, it's like a self-preservation system built in that's like, I don't want to touch that level of failure, or I don't want to touch that level of humiliation, or I don't want to touch that part of me that feels like it doesn't uh, belong or is not worthy of. And so there's going to be this sense of internally, something's going to actually stop you from moving forward 
or destroy something you've been trying to build because there's a fear that if we go there, this part is going to get more activated. And your mind has been trying to stop you from actually experiencing that. So when a lot of people do mindset work, what we do is we run around in circles and what we're doing is we're creating labels and understanding for why we do the things that we do or why we operate the way that we do. Why does the world work the way that it works? My question is, does any of that understanding ever actually get to the root cause, like the actual roots of why you don't feel worthy or why uh, you're terrified of failure or why your health sucks or why you're not going into certain experiences or out of certain experiences, right? Has that really like shifted anything permanently? Yeah, uh, says every time I start to succeed, something happens to hold me back. Yeah. Right. And what I want you to get, like Tina, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Um, can you sense inside of this conversation how maybe the part that's holding you back is actually like a self-preservation piece that's stopping you from experiencing a deep level of sadness or unworthiness or not good enough that when you touch it, it really is debilitating, right? Like our body is very, very intuitive. And so the work that Guy and I uh, share and the work that we do personally is what if there's a way to liberate those parts so the analogy I use is like, I did personal mindset work, right? It was like uh, ripping the, the weeds, you know, like you're like ripping weeds that are above the ground, but then what happens? They always grow back, right? It doesn't matter what happens. You pull up, like you rip the leaves, they always grow back. Why? Because the only way to properly kill a weed is like, you got to like get in there and rip that root cause. If that root is in there, it doesn't matter what you do you will keep replicating the same things over and over and over. Now, in order to get to the root, what took us a long time to find out is it's nearly impossible to go and touch and pull those roots by yourself. And again, this all comes from that self-preservation piece. The reason I'm saying that is because those core wounds your mind has been protecting you from going in there and feeling them forever. Basically, since the day that it happened, that's been the mind's job. When you say, hey, I want to go in there, the mind's like, are you kidding me? There's no way we're going in there. I spent the last 30, 40 years trying to keep you out of there. And now you're like, I want to go in there. I'm like, no, sorry, we're not doing that. When we sit in presence with another what we're in essence doing, and science has actually proven this right now, was we're actually able to borrow someone else's safety. So Guy and I have cultivated an immense amount of safety in our system. When someone sits with us, they actually get to borrow the safety that we've cultivated. So that allows them to go and touch those aspects of themselves that they've been resistant to. And once that part is seen and witnessed, it releases. How many of you guys want more clarity in your life? How many of you want more vitality in your life? How many of you guys want more, like just a feeling of peace in your life? What if, what if, what was in the way of that? It's like, right, two things can't occupy the same space at the same time. So if we're in a state of defending, then everything that you're trying to bring into your life, like say this thing is here, right? And its job is to defend, okay? And then there's this things inside that it's defending, okay? You're trying to put all this other stuff inside, but your vessel is full, Okay. That's why it's like it comes in and doesn't stick. It comes in and it doesn't stick. Now, what if you actually like moved 
a piece of this defense, right? Like you literally removed it from your system. Guess what? Now there's more space internally for something new. And you're going to create that something new and you're going to invite that something new from the place that you are today. Not the one, two, three, four, five-year-old that needed to defend itself, right? Like all the things that you put inside are absolutely perfect, but they were perfect for a, a little being who was three, four, five years old. You might be 35, 45, 55, 65 years old. The same things that that five-year-old needed is not what you are needing today. Mm-hmm. And they are the things that are running the show. So as we do this work and as we liberate, it actually allows for something new. It allows for that clarity. It allows for that confidence. And then your system is not going to keep self-sabotaging you because there's nothing that it needs to defend. And that's why a lot of times when people do personal development work, it doesn't stick because you're trying to build all this new stuff on top of an old rinky dinky full foundation that can't hold it. And it doesn't matter how much you try to force it in there. And you guys tell me if I'm wrong, like has not, has that not been your experience? It's like, it doesn't matter how fast you learn, how much you do, how it's just like, it kind of goes in, but it doesn't really fully land, you know? And that we spent 15 years doing that. So I can tell you that, there's a definitely a different way. Uh, it's a completely different process than, than what you've done because we're bypassing the world of understanding and going straight into the experiential aspect of it. Uh, what we call gnosis, like the actual experience of something. And until you're going and delving into that, these self-sabotage, these procrastinating pieces, these pieces that don't feel worthy will forever live inside unchecked. I agree. And bro, just, you know, if you, I know you're not banging it on your table, but as you just hit the table, your camera's shaking a little bit. Oh, it's just the table. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know you are. Yeah. So so I'm just making you aware. Um, Yeah. So just to kind of pick it up from there, um, let me put myself on the big screen. Ha ha. Demoted. Ha ha. Just to kind of feel into this to your own system, I want you to just just feel into, you know, we're talking about self-sabotage. And maybe if you if you let go of why you think that's happening, like I'm sure you have an idea of why that's happening, but let's just throw shade at that idea for a moment. Let's let's consider at the very least that a long time ago, from some upset child, right, between probably three to seven years old, you made a decision about why this particular thing happens to you, okay? And then, as we all do, once we make that decision, our mind has to justify it, for better or worse. And so we, our brain starts looking for evidence as to what it thinks is true in order to provide itself with some kind of form of agreement that, oh, yeah, yeah, this is exactly what's happening, you know? All men are bastards or, you know, getting rich is really hard or, you know, I'm never going to get my health in order or whatever it is. And then I want you to just kind of feel into all the evidence throughout your life that has stacked up about that. And then just consider for a moment here, even if it's really, really challenging, just consider that all that stuff I know you have a lot of evidence for it. Like I grew up in my, my teenage years, I was very, very depressed, very angry. You know, anger still is something that challenges me. Fear is still something that challenges me. Uncertainty is still something that challenges me. I have not been able to overcome these things. I've learned how to work with them and see the beauty of them and understand that they're working with me, not against me. But I could tell you as somebody who's like depressed and heavily thought about taking his own life for many, many years, I was certain of that reality. I was certain of the role that I, who I was and what I was on this planet, what was and wasn't possible for me. And even my relationship to God or lack thereof in terms of, you know, if I'm like, my conversation was, if I'm here to be God's black sheep, because that's how I felt for a long time, what the fuck is the point? Not interested in playing this game anymore. And I could tell you, I had a litany of evidence as to why all that was true. And so when people try to talk to me about, Hey, you know, maybe things aren't that way. I'd be like, stack of books this high. You're not going to convince me. And I had to get to a point where I understood that the way the mind works is the mind generates stories and generates realities and paradigms 
that really have no basis in reality at all. And today we can scientifically prove that 99.999% of the as live reality that people are in, like your brain literally cannot process reality as it's occurring. So it's pretty much living in a fiction of its own making all the time. And we can start observing this, by the way, by simply listening to the thoughts that our mind is generating. And for a lot of people, that's the starting point is to actually listen to the mind as a thought generation machine or a meaning making machine and realizing that whatever it is that is listening to the meaning making is probably more of what you are. And we call that your awareness. And so there's like a way to begin to subtly listen to your mind and realize, oh, wow, those thoughts in my head, I'm not generating them. They are just being generated. And so those thoughts have a particular type of conditioning, a particular type of energy. And any time you're stimulated in a particular way in your nervous system, that thought loop begins. And so just listen to what I just said. Anytime your nervous system is stimulated in a particular way, that thought process begins, that loop begins. You know, and you probably know your loop really, really well, because I know my loops really, really well, right? And so what we want to look at, like Elon is pointing to, is not about how to change your thought, is how do we actually change the way that the stimulus hits the body? Because it's that sensation inside the body that's stimulating that, 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 that loop, right? That story loop, basically. Okay. And so behind that, what I really want you to feel into is that there's a need that your system is trying to get met, that it's not getting met. So just take a moment for a minute here. I'm going to be quiet. Maybe I'll just walk you through a little bit, but close your eyes and take a deep breath because I'm, I'm, I'm speaking about things that we're all challenged by. And there's probably some kind of response inside of your body, like a, a, a tension. And so just see if you can notice tension somewhere in the body. Usually it's down the center channel of the body, like in the throat, in the heart, in the stomach, in the solar plexus. There's usually some kind of tension we can feel in the body. So closing the eyes and just noticing if you can notice any tension. How many of you guys can feel some kind of tension in your system? Yes or no? In the chat box. <clears throat> and so the reason I'm pointing at the tension is because even though our minds can't make heads or tails of this reality, right? It's we're pretty much just living in this condition, this conditioning of our mind endlessly. Whatever your mind thought reality was, it continues to think that's what reality is. Have you ever walked into a room where like a painting's been taken off the wall and your brain knows that something is off, but it doesn't quite know what, what's off because your brain is constantly projecting its version of reality. It's like kind of like layering reality on re reality. So the, the more direct way that we can get to what's so in our experience is in the felt sense of the body. Yeah. So you guys are saying yes. And I want you to know it's universal. There's no human being that can't feel into the system. Some humans say, I don't feel anything, which is they are reporting that they feel numbness and they're mistaking that for a lack of sensation. Numbness is the sensation that they're feeling. So even though we can't get there through the mind in a direct experience, our body, we can directly feel what our body is feeling. And that has a lot to say about our reality. Now, the next thing I want you to notice is that that uneasiness that you're feeling in your system, your mind is feeling anxious about it. Let's see if you can track that there's an anxiety in the mind. So there's, this is what we call a part in the system, right? There's a part of you that's feeling uncomfortable. And then there is a protector, the mind that shows up to respond to the discomfort in the system. How many of you guys are tracking what I'm saying? Yes or no? It's really, really crucial because this is what makes our work wildly unique and differentiated than pretty much anything you'll find out there. We will teach you about the mind. It's important that you understand what it's doing. It's important that you understand how to listen to your mind so that you can separate and identify the difference between awareness and mind. Those are two completely different things. In our society, people collapse this all the time. They think, oh, I, I understand myself. Psycholo psychiatrists understand people, so they're aware. It's not the same. Awareness is your true nature. It is that which you were before there was any conditioning. It is the face you had before you had this face. It is the awareness you will always have. Doesn't matter what body you pick, 
what timeline you come into, this will be your awareness. And that's what we want to identify through this work is where is this awareness? How do I connect to it? And then how do I use that to observe? Because when you use this aspect of yourself to observe, not just the mind, but also observe tension inside of the body, something fantastic can happen in your experience, which is your body, when it is observed this way, allows for an intelligence to occur inside your body that is occurring for everybody without exception all the time when we allow for it to occur. And that intelligence is that your, your, your body, your emotional state will actually heal itself when you step outside of the conditioning of your mind and you simply observe what is directly happening in your body. Okay. Now this is very simple to understand, even easier to implement truth be told and takes a, a great deal of, of, of uh, practice to do it in a meaningful and very productive way. And this is what guides and coaches and Elon and I are, are, are as much victims to this as anybody else. We need guidance from other people because when you look at your own system, your system is so incredibly intelligent and has done things so many times the same way that it is, it has, there's a lot more momentum moving towards your conditioning than there is to, towards your awareness. You've been conditioned to be in your conditioning. You have, if you're anything like us or anybody else that we've met or thousands of people that we work with, you have zero education when it comes to your awareness, right? Like there's just crazy stuff that none of us have learned. which is about our awareness, probably about personal finances, nutrition and health, you know, nonviolent communication. Like all these things are truly what make life super high quality and worth living. And yet there's zero education about that in our school systems. So none of us grew up with this. And it's, so it's not anybody's fault. However, the moment you recognize that you're stuck in these loops and that you want to generate a higher quality of life and you want to transform your life, it's not your fault that you're conditioned the way that you are. I would just say that's divinity. That's what your soul chose. But, you know, you make your own contentions about that. But the moment you recognize that you can do something about it, it is certainly your responsibility to do that. And so what happens when we locate this awareness is our body can begin to metabolize this stuck energy that you guys are feeling in your body. Like you guys are reporting, I can feel this in my body. Yes, you can feel this in your body. So what we want to do is we want to put the body into a state, what science calls parasympathetic nervous system response or downregulating the nervous system. And what this allows our body to do is to go into a rest and digest state, which allows us to actually metabolize this stuck energy in the body. Okay. When we metabolize this energy in the body, then this mind of yours that is operating from a conditioning, which is to say your mind is trying to create safety in a moment that doesn't feel safe to your body, but it only has one program to do that. The moment we remove the source of that tension, stress, anxiety, overwhelm the body, call it whatever you want to call it. It's called like plainly say just discomfort in the body. The mind has nothing to be reactive towards. It just stops reacting. There's nothing to protect anymore. So the part, the part metabolizes and the protector just stops protecting. And this is what I would call healing. For a lot of people, people think like healing is resolution. Okay, fine. But like healing has a lot of layers, okay? Like the certain conditioning you guys have is not like layered. It's not like one thing happened event. And I was like, okay, like that one bad event. It's like, there's a lifetime worth of conditioning that's now, um, you know, geared towards that, connected towards that layered with that there's like a lot going on there it's not so cut and dry it's not so simple so if that's the case that's what we really want to work on we want to learn how to connect to our awareness okay and it and if this seems far-fetched to you again i say this all the time it's like when you get a cut on your finger you don't need any feedback you just assume your body's going to take care of it okay if you break a bone you're not sitting there giving your body feedback it has an intelligent design that knows how to heal that and so an important question that we should be asking ourselves is if that's the case for our physical body if a, if a woman can get pregnant and take all these you know one cell <laughs> and turn it into all these other cells all by itself and there's an intelligence that is doing that why is it then that when it comes to our emotional state or these you know mental loops that we get stuck in why doesn't that heal on its own 
And I'm going to simply say the same thing that happens. Like if I sat here and I had a cut on my finger and all day long, I was just like, just scratching away at it. Is it going to heal? Mm-mm. If I have a broken bone and I'm just like banging away at it all day long, trying to put it back in place, is it going to heal? Uh-uh. What do I have to do to let it heal? I got to get out of the way. I got to let nature do nature and trust that billions of years of evolution have led to this moment and that there is an intelligence to my body. There's an intelligence to awareness. There's an intelligence to this cosmic system and it knows what it's doing and how to organize things to put them back into a, a neutral or homeostatic homeostasis type of state, which is what we really want to get to. We want to get to homeostasis in our body. We want to get to homeostasis in our nervous system. We want to get the homeostasis in our mind. If you want to know why successful people are successful, it's because they're not sitting in stress all the time. They're not, ge- they're not generating their reality from a place of stress, anxiety, and overwhelm. If you are trying to take action and you guys look at your own life experience, please don't trust me on anything I say without confirming it through your own experience. When you take action in your life from a place of stress, anxiety, and overwhelm with the best of intentions, trying to resolve what is happening, what does that lead to? Ultimately, that leads to more stress, more anxiety, more overwhelm. Because the need in the system hasn't been met. And so your system, if you, if, you tra- if you just feel into it, it's like your system is reaching out to try to get the support. Try to get the support from mom and dad, from your work, from your life experiences, from your spouses, from your children, from your body, from you know food, from corporations. Like you just name it. It's like it's just this like energetic reach out. Like where is this thing that I'm looking for? And you can't identify it by name. But just like falling in love with somebody, when you fall in love, you you know it. It's like a it's a visceral biological response of like this. I didn't even know this, but this right here. And so I'll, I'll kind of start wrapping it up with this. But if you think about your relationship to mom and dad, to your caregivers, whatever your situation was, right? I don't know that, you know, the people are raised in different types of situations. But there was a desire that that child had to be met, what we call attunement, by the caregiver in a very specific way. And chances are, if you are struggling in, in this conditioning and traumatized, guess what? Your mom and dad are probably 100x, 10x. A thousand X dealing with the same traumatizations, right? If it was done to you, that means it was done to them. They probably had a muddled version than what was done to them. And so they didn't get that attunement. So they certainly didn't learn it. And their parents didn't get that attunement. So they certainly didn't learn it. And this is how we have passed down this form of conditioning, this lack of attunement. That is a requirement for a, a, a human to have, certainly a child to have as they are growing up to have a healthy developmental process. And so really what, what trauma is, is the moments where you were attuned to, you were not met, nobody was present with you in a way that, that made sense and your system didn't feel safe in that moment. And so it had to adapt to its environment and create a strategy and a defense to protect itself because it didn't feel safe. But in the same moment, you got, you're now stuck in the conditioning that was created. And and the system literally has to create the reality of that lack of safety over and over again because it is trying to resolve it, okay? But like, you know, like if you have like a stain on your carpet and you don't have like the right, you know, chemical to remove it, like if you're just sitting there and you're spraying, I don't know, milk on it or something or like or like oil on your carpet over and over again and you're like i don't i don't know why this stain won't come out i just keep spraying it with oil and tar like it's the wrong thing right like the the system like that stain needs like a degreaser it needs like some soap or you know to get rid of the oil or whatever is in there it doesn't matter how many times you do that and and so that's kind of the thing for all of us it's like we have the wrong program we have the program trying to get rid of the program but it is invested in itself it has now become an identity onto itself And that identity is committed to continuing because it is continuing to try to create safety in your life. And so what is needed for your nervous system is a different experience that allows for it to finally come out of the fight or flight response and get placid and metabolize that energy. And then your mind can get calm and get, then what happens is you have a new experience 
you get that attunement and your system goes, this, this is what I've been looking for. I didn't even know I needed that. And as a byproduct of this, this is what happens for everybody. Byproduct of this, you feel more well-being, more safety, more compassion towards yourselves, and more connection towards others. And the moment you develop more of those things within you, your life experience and the, and the circumstances around you align to that. So if you feel more safety, the world becomes more safe. If you experience more well-being, you have more circumstances that, that align to well-being. If you feel more compassionate, compassion to, towards yourself, you end up with more compassion towards others. What you give to yourself is what you get out there. We invite you to be selfish about your transformation because it is the most selfless thing you can do for this humanity. I want to show you one really quick thing, um, if I may. Let me try to do this. Bro, can you see my screen? Can you see my screen? I think you're muted. Right, okay, just let me know if you can. Okay, yeah, I it is. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, here's a client of ours, Jennifer. She, she just posted this yesterday in our advanced group. And Jennifer um, just completed our level three work. So this is a person that has gone through our year's worth of training with us. And if you guys don't know how our programs work, that's totally fine. Don't worry about it. P.S. Let me just put this up right now while we're chatting. Um, sorry for the crazy screen right now. Let me just put this up. So here's how, here's how the process works with us. It's very simple. I just popped a button in there in your chat box. If you want to learn about this process, you want to learn how our programs are guided. We have everything from courses you can do at home at your own pace and by yourself to programs that, you know, you will get super advanced training with Elon and myself. Uh, Elon and I begin coaching at level two and level three. We have an amazing foundational level one program. That's a seven week experience and has live coaching built into it. It's unbelievable. And that's your way for those of you guys who want to get started for most people, that's their path into our organization. And it gives you access to unlimited group coaching for life. Like it's basically your buy-in into our community. So that's usually the best pathway for everybody. However, look, we, we have you guys in a lot of different circumstances. And so when you book a call with our team, you're going to fill out a short self-assessment by pushing that button. And then you can book a, a short call, a 15 minute, 30 minute call with one of our consultants and they can give you a game plan of what it looks like to move forward. And if it's not appropriate to move forward with us, they can give you other resources inside or outside of our organization to support you with whatever it is that you're at. So it's a very, very valuable call to get on. We definitely um, would, would tell you that's the best thing to do. So if you're curious about this work, please go book a call. But I want to show you this to you. And so like, I want to just tell you the truth. These things don't happen overnight. Jennifer is a, a deeply committed person to her transformational growth. In my opinion, if you want to live an amazing life, this, this, this type of access to this type of practices and get this kind of guidance is the most priceless thing you can do for yourself. It will literally change the foundation and the entire experience of being alive. I don't know what kind of value you want to put on that in your life. You get to choose what's valuable to you. Like some people really give a shit about sneakers. I could care less. Some people really care about diamonds. I could care less. What I care about is my inner state. What I care about is how I wake up and how do I feel in the morning and how does that relate to my relationships, my wife, my children, Elon, my family? How does that relate to me showing up as a business owner and being able to serve people all over the world? That stuff really matters to me. And so I put in an extraordinary amount of value and have throughout the last 20 years of my life on that. Elon has too. And so I'm not going to read the entire thing to you here, but like this is her describing an experience. Her dad woke up at 7 a.m. with just like crazy amount of pain in his body. Okay. And she decided immediately chose that she was going to get up and take him to this hospital. Okay. And so in her own words, and this is why I want to use this as an example, because it just happened and, and be it's so good. Here she is driving her dad to the hospital. So let me read this part to you. Right. So she leaves in about 30 minutes to take him to the hospital. She says 745 AM. Now she's like, fast forward to when I'm with my dad while waiting for his name to be called still in my mind. I'm like, how the fuck am I this calm and grounded? I mean, sure, I'd be sleeping around this time, but this, it's so unheard of for a system like mind, mind blown emojis. Mind you, places like hospitals are typically high charged and energetic places for my system since I was being with literally all walks of life, birth, real life shit, and even death, and a major plus that for some reason the nurses I met were of natural ground, meaning like they were very grounded people. So she's basically saying that here she is in a situation that's 
like highly stressful. Like her dad's life, you know, in her mind maybe is potentially at risk. He's going through something really intense. And she's like, in any other time in my life, she would have been like flipping, like losing her shit. And instead she's finding herself in this situation where she needs to show up for her dad. And all she's experiencing is how grounded she is. She even talks about uh, talking to doctors here and how they're being kind of like snippy with people, but then they come talk to her and they're feeling love and support and ground from her system. And so they respond to her with love and support and ground. Mm -hmm. Guys, this is everything. This is, this is, how do I shut this up? This is what makes life work. You think it's them. You think it's your circumstances. You think it's all these, you think it's all these things that it's not. I really want you to consider here for a very strong moment. I really want you to consider for a very strong moment that your inner experience is the primary focus of your entire life. It is truly all you have ever cared about. You thought it was the circumstances. You thought it was all these damn things. But it's not. It really comes down to how do I feel inside? And most people are using external stimulus, whether it's certain addictions, alcohol, food, Amazon to buy shit, whatever it might be, to try to create an internal experience that cannot be created through the acquisition of things. It can only be cultivated through practices of awareness from within. And if you want to see your external reality change, it is a mirror. It is mimicking that internal experience. And so most people are literally going about it ass backwards. They're trying to change their circumstances to feel better inside. And I get caught in, and I got stuck in these loops too. Don't get me wrong. I'm still human. And having awareness with that and then what to do when that arises to regulate my system so that I can over time bring myself out of the psychosis of my conditioning is the work. Is the work. And so that's why here she is. I mean, a year later, I want you to imagine like a year is not that much time. Like we're seven months into this year. What? Yeah. I, I have a six month old at home. What? Like he was just born. Doesn't make any sense. It goes by so fast. So like, you're like, oh my God, in a year, I'm going to heal. It's going to take that long. I, I can, I only want to heal on a weekend. You can get started in a weekend. You can make great headway in a weekend. You're not going to learn what's taking Elon and I 20 years to learn in a weekend though. But here's the thing. Why do you work with somebody? Why do you get coaching? Why do Elon and I always have teachers and coaches and people that we work with? Why? Because anybody who's invested 20 years of their life to master something, I want to learn from them. I don't, I don't have those 20 years to learn that thing. I want to chunk down that experience into a year, a month, right? Like whatever I can get down to in order to learn that thing much, much faster. Otherwise, time goes by too fast. That's what specialists are for. And that, that's why we invite you to come work with us in our community is because we are specialists in the field of transformation, breakthroughs, and healing. We are experts in this field. We are, our time commitment and our money proves it. <laughs> so, you know, this is what you want to book calls for with our team because we can walk you through exact experiences. And there's plenty of people here in the chat box who've done this work and can give you that feedback. We have, I mean, endless amounts of testimonials. You know, we survey people all the time. This is usually one of the most impactful experiences in their entire lives outside of like getting married and having children and stuff like that. This probably is in their top three. And it's just because it's not because Elon and I are geniuses in any particular way. We've just invested a lot of time and energy and commitment into learning how these practices work. And then we've taken them and boiled them down to very practical applications for anybody to learn from and go and transform their life at will. Yeah. 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 Like if you, if you want to get just where can they go uh, if they want to get started, just so, you know, give them like a, a link or somewhere to. Yeah. So, to go so and in start the, the conversation with our team in the chat box, you guys probably see that button where uh, you can see a big book a call button. If you're on replay, you should be able to see it too. Um, see if you, you guys have already taken it. Uh, just click that button. It's going to take you to fill out a, a short self-assessment form that gives us the information that we need about where you're at, you know, what you're looking for, 
what's your level of commitment, that kind of stuff. And then that way, when we're on a call with you, we're, we have the information we need to provide you with proper guidance and let you know, here's the best opportunity for you right now, or to just let you know that we're may not be the place for you. And that's okay. Um, whatever that is. So you can do that. If you can't find that for any reason, you can just go to soulsandseekers.com slash book, B-O-O-K. And that will also um, get you in, into that pathway as well into being able to book a call with our team. Okay. So this is a book. Yeah. Yes. Drop the link in there. If anybody has uh, trouble just finding that other uh, for me, by the way, it's under offers. Um, I don't know if you guys need to like click on your side to offers for the book call tab, or if it's just showing up, I'm not really sure how you guys see it on your end. So just yeah. so you know, you have both options. Yeah. So uh, with the last few minutes, does anybody have any, any questions, anything they want to just ask us um, with a little bit of time that we have here and anything that we can support you with or give you clarity on, you know, it really doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter what's going on in your life. We guarantee you, you begin to handle your inner health, your like nervous system health. You are going to see massive changes in every area of your life. There's, there's no way it doesn't create impact. You know, nine out of 10 times when I am tense around my family or say something to my children that I, you know, was like, oh, fuck, I shouldn't have said that. Or, you know, what's the impact of that? It's, it's always because I'm, I'm tense around something going on in my life and there's an impact there. And most of us don't see, they, we don't see how that's tied together. We think, again, we think it's happening to us. Someone's doing something. I assure you that is not the case. It is, it is just the, these parts inside your system. You can call them identity. You can call them personality. You can call them defensiveness. You can call them whatever you want. It doesn't matter. There's also all so many names for it. But coming out of this conditioning of our childhood trauma is the way to well-being, peace, connection, compassion, safety, really everything that people want, success, abundance, prosperity, like you name it. Like if those are the things that you desire, it is, it is the fastest way to get to that place. I assure you. Okay. All right, friends. Thank you, dear one, for choosing to share a bit of your day with us. We value you greatly. And as a way to give back and help you to deepen these practices, we want to invite you to join our incredible community on Facebook. You can do so easily by going to joinoldsouls.com and ask for an invite. This is our private community where old souls and seekers are able to grow and share their journey with others. We hold exclusive weekly live streams. We answer your personal questions and offer valuable insights that we won't be able to share here on the podcast. So again, just head to joinoldsouls.com and grab your invite today. And as always, if you enjoy this podcast, please head to iTunes and leave us a review. It's the only way other people can find this show. So if it's making a difference in your life, please share the love. Until we meet again, have an amazing week, dear one.